Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Lou. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I have on the show Denise Casagrande. She is the president at PCG Digital, an international speaker on digital marketing, and she's here to help us debunk some myth we have about Facebook ads. She is passionate about helping businesses find their brand voice and humanizing social media. So, without further ado, here is Denise. Thank you so much for being here, Denise. Of course. Tell us a little bit more about what you do. Sure. So I am the president and COO of PCG Digital. We're a full service digital marketing agency in New Jersey. And our biggest clients that we service is the automotive industry. So we work with auto dealerships all across the United States. We have partners in Canada. We do training for auto dealers worldwide as well. And our main focus is to really, you know, differentiate dealerships based off of who they are as a brand. So something that you'll often hear us talk about is just for instance, a Kia dealership. What differentiates your Kia dealership from the one five miles down the road? So we want to understand the individual's brand um, to help them sell more cars. Oh, so you are totally passionate about branding, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yes, we, um, <laughs> we're very much in the zone right now of even changing our tagline. Um, right now we're saying digital strategies that help grow brands because uh, that's really what we are doing. Mm-hmm. And in the process, you talk a lot about humanizing businesses on social media. Can you tell us a mm-hmm. little bit more about that, especially when we see all these ads pop up on Facebook? You know, how do you humanize those ads? Oh, that's a great question. So with social media, especially, you know, it's more about a human connection. You know, people are, were originally on social media to be social with each other. It was never meant to be a selling platform. And when people are on social media seeing advertisements, you want it to be something that's familiar to them in their newsfeed, right? Or something that's going to really adhere to them. So the way that we're doing all of our targeting, you know, for social media is we're making sure that we're going after interest, not so much people that are in market, you know, we're utilizing social media to create that intent to shop. So the way that we would humanize that is we would take an advertisement, say for a car dealership, maybe they wanted to push minivans, and we would have the minivan in a situation that is for possibly new or young moms, then our targeting in Facebook on ads manager would go after new moms, people who are interested in baby websites, people who are interested in toys, kids activities, so that we're creating that intent to shop within the newsfeed. As we see these people and we're understanding their behaviors, then we're serving them different messages. Another way that we're humanizing the auto buying process is having consumers understand who the people are in the dealership. It's very important. So we help dealerships, you know, showcase their employees on their website or online. What are they interested in? Are there any charities they're involved in? And when people see that, they feel more of a connection. So I probably would be more likely to shop at a dealership where I see that one of the employees is very interested in yoga per se, because I'm interested in yoga and that creates that connection right off the bat. It makes me feel more comfortable. Mm, Yes. I do hear a lot people talking about how they threw, you know, $20,000, $30,000 into Facebook ads and it's 
nothing, right? We hear mm-hmm. these type of stories a lot. So a lot of business owners out there are very scared of Facebook ads. Is that mm-hmm. the truth? Yes, because for a while, it was very hard to attribute a sale to Facebook advertising. However, today, Facebook has put great practices into place so that you are able to more or less attribute your Facebook ads to the sale, one of those being your Facebook pixel. So each ad account is given a unique code that you can put on the back end of your website. And through that, in the back end of Facebook, you're able to track what URLs folks are hitting. The other thing you're able to do now is track and put an event onto certain buttons on the website. And Facebook, of course, recently launched their whole Facebook analytics as well. So I understand completely why people in the past were, you know, very leery to put all of that money into Facebook advertising. There wasn't really great attribution tools. It was, okay, if your objective is to get people to the website, we'll get people to the website. But what did they do once they get there? And now Facebook has taken the time to be able to put these other tools and resources into place so that we can put more attribution to the ad spend. Mm -hmm. So you're working with these bigger dealerships. Obviously, they might have more budget than, say, a a solopreneur. What would you say would be a beginning budget to work with? Well, you'd actually be surprised. Even though we are working with really big dealerships, our goal at PCG is not to spend money just to spend money. So we actually, when a dealership comes to us, depending on the level of package that they sign on for, we're recommending at our highest, maybe only an ad spend of three grand. For a solo entrepreneur, even, you know, myself, when I started doing Facebook ads to kind of get my name out there more, I was, you know, really starting just at a budget of like $200 a month. But you have to understand what your objectives are then, right? So for me, it was more or less to be able to reach people that were marketers, people that were in the automotive business, small businesses, all of that. So depending on what your budget is, it really, you have to understand what your objective is and what your audience is going to be. And then you could adjust that way. Mm, If you put it at $200 a month, that might be more inspirational for some solopreneurs to get started. So how and where would you recommend them to get started? Like they're in the very beginning, um, they're just starting right? With Facebook Mm -hmm. ads, would you hire a professional or learn the basics of ads? So I would do a little of both. So Facebook Blueprint is free courses from Facebook where you can learn anything and everything about how to manage your page, how to manage your Instagram business page and do all of your advertising. Even if you hire somebody to help you, you need to understand the ins and outs so that you can then work with the person that you hire or hold that person accountable. I have, you know, since I've done marketing, seen so many businesses be taken advantage of, unfortunately, by people that come in and say, pay me X amount of dollars and I'll get this much traffic to your website or I'll do this for you. And they're not really quantifying or showing any of their results properly, number one. And number two, the client unfortunately, is uneducated as to what the professional said they were doing. So you have to educate yourself, even if you are going to hire somebody. And it's definitely worth it to work with a professional who, you know, understands the ins and outs of these things, but still you want to educate yourself as well. So I definitely recommend Facebook Blueprint. You could go there and learn anything you need to know about Facebook advertising. That was a good tip. Thank you. And what other great tips do you have for our listeners in regards to Facebook ads? 
Know your audience. So don't just put out ads to put out ads. Understand who is your ideal consumer or person you want to work with. Whether you're B2C or you're B2B, you have to understand who your audience is and what's going to really reflect for them in the newsfeed. You know, so for instance, as you're creating your content, whether it's video or graphics, ask yourself, is this something that my consumers can really relate to or understand? Does this solve their problems. Asking yourself all of those questions before you start your advertising is going to make sure that you really are delivering quality ads to your potential consumers. Mm, Thank you for sharing with us. In the early stages of your business, did you have any failures that you learned from? Yes. So when I first started in marketing in 2013, I want to say, you know, it was it, social media was at a totally different time. And the mistakes that I made early on was I thought I had to do everything by the book. So doing only what people were talking about, doing only what Facebook and um, Instagram recommended. But the thing that's the beauty of these tools is that you can take them and fine tune them the way that's going to work best for your business. So I always tell people that I coach or that I speak to, don't be afraid to jump in and do what's going to work best for you. Because a lot of times what works great for somebody's business isn't going to work well for yours. You have to customize it to how it's going to, you know, bring you the best results. So that was the biggest mistake I made early on was just kind of following the playbook of what should be done instead of jumping in and tweaking things. And then once I got comfortable with that, it just was fantastic. And we were able to, you know, not only I was able to soar my career, but then also when I joined PCG, we were able to create whole custom strategies, not just for the clients, but for ourselves as a business as well. Mm-hmm. And would you say that it was easier for your growth picking and having that niche of working with the automobile industry? 100% yes. So I think when I first started in marketing, I was very much in e-commerce, you know, and obviously that's very B2C business to community, but getting into automotive has been so beneficial for my career because I've been able to just surround myself with like-minded individuals. So yes, we're doing marketing. Yes, we're growing and learning, but also we all have that one common goal, which has been fantastic. Now that I've gotten, you know, so comfortable with automotive and I understand it, I'm also now exploring different niches as well. What else can we take and advertise that we can get into a business? Because it's just, you know, when you're dealing with that niche, you're going to the conferences, you're writing about it, there's a whole group that you're involved with, and it just kind of helps things elevate that way. Mm -hmm. And now your speaking has grown outside of the automobile community as well, right? Yes, yes. And it's been great to do that because, you know, I love... At the end of the day, I, I, I'm a social media marketer. I am a digital marketer, you know, and it's funny because you find different uh, businesses that kind of relate the same way to automotive, um, one of them being furniture, believe it or not. So it's been great to kind of get out and speak at these non-automotive conferences now and also bring what we're doing in automotive because it's very innovative. You know, the automotive community is very in touch with digital and growing every day. So it's really cool to kind of bring to other companies how we're utilizing digital to help them. Mm, I love that. As a president of your company, when you feel the need to reset your own mindset, 
what is your practice? Mm -hmm. Ooh, awesome question. Actually coming at a great time. So I, (laughs) I just actually got back from my honeymoon um, and I was in Hawaii for like two and a half weeks. Well, two weeks probably. And that obviously is not a realistic approach to always (laughs) re-energizing your mindset. Like we can't always just jump up and go to Hawaii, right? But I realized how important it is to be involved and have other things going on in your life than just your career and work. So for instance, for me, I you know, make sure that I'm always, you know, focusing on what I like to do as well besides work because I love my career. I love working, but it can't be my only thing, right? So for me, you know, re-energizing that mindset is sometimes I, on a Sunday, will just practice the art of doing nothing. And I got that from Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Wash Your Face. I don't know. you're Yeah, you've read that book, right? <laughs> yeah. And I love that chapter where it was like, just do nothing. And it's so important as a leader to be able to have that time with yourself where you're just focusing on just not thinking and just doing nothing. So I love doing that every once in a while. I'll just feel like this is my, you know, brain sabbatical and I'm just relaxing. Also, I'm in the process of getting myself a Reiki certified. Uh, Reiki is energy healing and it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. So that's another way that I've been resetting myself lately, focusing on something else just besides, you know, my career and my work and, you know, the people that I uh, train and lead. So I think it's important to have those outside things for sure. Mm, I love all of those. Thank you so much. And would you mind sharing your favorite quote with us, please? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so my favorite quote actually is something that my dad has always said to me. And it's, it's, it's a, you know, my father owns his own business. And it's, if you can't handle the stress of business, you don't belong in it. And I know that that's kind of a rough quote. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're given an opportunity and you're sitting at that table, if you can't handle it, you don't belong in it. You know, you and I both know how, you know, strenuous it can be to run a business and keep things going and all of that. And you really have to have that fire in that belly and you really want to want it. So if you can't handle it, you don't belong in it. (laughs) Well, where can our listeners connect with you online? Sure. So you could find me on LinkedIn, Denise Casagrande. Um, I have a Facebook page, Denise Casagrande. And then also you can find me on Instagram at Denise Casagrande underscore. Awesome. I'll include those in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of the Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 